Turn Up the Heat. It's the Flamin' Takes podcast. I'm Coy. And I'm Carson. A little bit about this podcast. It's gonna We're going to be discussing a lot of sports, and Carson's going to have some bad takes in there. And a little bit about me. I really like Dallas sports. I've always liked Dallas sports. I'm a Texas boy, born and raised. And, uh, yeah, Carson? Uh, so, I'm Carson, and my two favorite current athletes in the entire world are LeBron James and Matt Ryan. And I've definitely heard that a lot of my takes are what they call flaming. They are not good takes, apparently. But to me, they're all factual. So uh, this podcast, again, we're just going to be going through uh, current sports news and playoff series and anything there is to talk about. And Carson's, you're going to get to hate Carson along with the rest of us as we go through it. All right, here we go. (laughs) Okay, so you want to start talking about the Timberwolves game? It was BS. That was BS. Uh, they should have fed the ball to Cap. More. They didn't. They didn't give Cap the ball at all. Well, they didn't give him the damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> who? And that who, final who? shot by Edwards was the luckiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was a good drawn up play. Texas Tech could never have done that. <laughs> but he knocked down the shot. But then he still lost the game because he. It's atrocious defense. The mistake he made. It was terrible. It was, you could tell as a young player. But that's like junior high. Well, oh, like, I, think I, I think I can get to that ball. Why would you go for that? He would only have two seconds, and they didn't have a timeout. You just throw there, up a half-court shot. There was, like, nothing to gain except Everything that, to lose. I guess I guess the only thing, I guess the one thing you had to gain is that they wouldn't even get a shot off. But Jaw is not a good shooter. He's good at going to the basket, and... Mm. They eliminated the shot and gave him going to the basket. I would much rather give him the shot. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I said this earlier. Whenever he got that ball there, before I noticed that Ant was completely out of the play, I, I had no confidence in John to make that, that mid-range shot. No, he's not a good shooter. That's, what, like, hmm, that's very aggravating. But you can't, you can't take your best player out of the game for the last five minutes of the game. But he's not their best player. Who? I'm talking about Cat. Oh, oh yeah. I was gonna say that. You, like, last... it's it's not even like a Timberwolves played such great defense that they took him out of the game. It was that the the Timberwolves, or I'm sorry, it's not that Memphis played such great defense and took him out. It's that the Timberwolves shot themselves in the foot and didn't implement him in the offense at all. Exactly. That's, that comes down to coaching. Exactly. Who's their coach? I don't even know who he is. That guy. Knock off Tom Thibodeau? Exactly. It was Tom Thibodeau, Rayon Sanders, and then whoever the heck that idiot is. <laughs> Which, I mean, he got him to playoffs. I'll give him that. But with that much star power, I feel like any coach can get him there. Yeah. You and, have and, Russell, multi-time all-star. Anthony Edwards, who's, they're saying, could be a top ten player in the next two, I, two or three years. I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't know much about Anthony. This series, I'm really like Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I feel, like he, I feel like he's going to be a good. He's going to be a good kid in the NBA. Number one pick out of Georgia. He was a heck of a player. Yeah, I, you know, I don't pay attention to anyone except the Mavericks. But whenever I do watch people, I I like that kid. Oh, I think he's I think he's pretty good. I'm just I'm not so sure how it's going to be in the future with him on the rise. And I think Cat's going to maybe get a little bit better, but kind of plateau. I, I feel, wonder I feel how like, they're going to feel like Cat is very close to his peak. Mm-hmm. And I just – that's Cat's team, and I don't think – I don't know how it's gonna, they're going to react when it kind of 
when Ant could potentially be the best player. That, I understand that. What do you think that what they'll get rid of Ant? Or I think they'll trade Cat before they trade Ant. Where's Cat gonna go? Which no. I mean, I guess I, I realize it's a couple years down the road, but like, then we're gonna have one of those situations that we see all the time no. where we have a guy who's really good, but he's not really a number one, but he wants to be a number one. No, the big the big thing that I've seen that God I love isn't their contracts actually lined up because Cat's on that big deal. Is Cat? For AD, it's because AD's the way better player, but he's not healthy all the time. Mr. Glass. So, would they take that? AD, AD is more all-around player. I feel like him and D'Angelo Russell if, and Anthony Edwards all healthy. That's a championship contender. I feel, I feel like that, that'd be a pretty good win for both sides. And then, think LeBron gets to have Cat, who's a great shooter, which – all throughout his history, LeBron's always wanted shooters around him. And if he can have a seven-footer like that that can shoot like that, oh, that would be, be game over for both both teams. I think both teams. That'd be, <laughs> that, 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 I, I haven't thought about that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, because both their contracts are very similar. Call it the GMs? Oh, I know. <laughs> you need but, to get yourself a GM job. I know, but I feel like that's going to be – they're going to wait too long to do it. It's, it's one of those things where – If you're going to do it, you got to do it now. But they're, they're not, not going to do it, Yeah. No. Like, that would be a very I, especially big move. Like, it would be – it's one of those things, like, you did so much to get Anthony Davis there and then to trade him away. <laughs> well, he brought a championship. And it's a, it's a fake championship. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's the hardest championship ever won. But you you got AD to win a championship. You won one. Shoot him out of town. He's <laughs> get out of town. Like – the whole thing with getting AD was AD is supposed to be by next season, and potentially this season, AD was supposed to be starting to take over the team. It was supposed to be AD's team. He's never healthy, which is my biggest problem with AD. Which here, here's the thing about being a big man: you got to know your limits. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, like you know, you like there's some people that complain about big men and they're like not going down low all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. 82 games a year, you can't do it. Uh-huh. You're going to get hurt. And Anthony Davis, I feel, is like never one. And he's always hurt his ankle. He's get some hot tops. But <laughs> it's just – he was supposed to take over the team. LeBron was supposed to be the number two by next year for sure. Yeah, 40-year-old LeBron or however old he is. I mean, excuse me. He's going to – LeBron next season, no matter who they get, is going to be the number one. Which is – you, you can't be – Season 20, year 20, he still be the number one. How old is LeBron? 37. Yeah. So he'll turn he'll turn 38 and be in year 20. Like, you can't have that. <laughs> you can't have somebody in their 20th season being your number one option. No. Maybe, maybe playoffs, but through the regular season, I mean, he should really only play like 55 with 82. <laughs> maybe 60. Yeah. You've got to have at least 25 games off. Because he's old. Yeah, you can't play like that and then expect to be amped up for the playoffs. Then, and then you get into a situation like you were this year where you, you, you're uh, down a stretch of the regular season and you got to win games and you get hurt. Like, you had that one stretch where he was averaging like 45 a game. You can't do that. It's not stable. And then what happened? All right on cue, he goes down. <laughs> it's like, what do you expect? <laughs> and then he's out. AD's out. God, who's going to carry him to the – 
Playoffs, Russ? Yeah. <laughs> My boy, Russ. No. Russ did nothing wrong. So I think 80 for Cat. I think that's a very rare trade. In the NBA, there's never two players because they're around the same age. There's no players that are like. Actually? Mm-hmm. Is eight? Okay. I always think of AD as being older, but I guess mm-hmm. not. AD's like in year yeah, seven yeah. or eight. Now, and that's now that I time. think about it, it, but like. But, I mean, we've never really seen a trade like that ever happen before. Two big men that are both in their prime. Because mm-hmm. usually it's like, you know, one big man that's in his prime for an older big man and some other people. Some, some other crap. But I think if they did AD and Cat, it would have to be like straight up. Honestly, I think for the Timberwolves to accept it, Lakers might have thrown a pick or something too. Yeah, I could see that. But like, it's one of those, the like, God, do the Lakers have picks again? No, I think their next pick is like 2025 picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, do we really even want that? Well, it's one of those things. I feel like it'll, happen. it'll have to happen like after next season. Watch, because they'll go through the playoffs, and I don't think it'll happen this season. But I think next year, I, I feel like they're going to make playoffs again, the Timberwolves. And it's going to be that thing, you know, like when we knew it was all over in Golden State when Draymond and KD got in that huge argument. Mm-hmm. Like on the sidelines, it's like, I feel like that could potentially happen. With Ant. With Ant and Cat, and it's like, oh, we know, like, you can't have two people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like if this trade doesn't happen, because I feel like Ant's, at yeah, the that, end of everything, he's going to be a better player than Cat. I think Cat will have the better career, but I feel like Ant will have a higher peak. Yeah. Which in when it comes to that point, I don't I don't honestly I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like Cat I don't know if Cat's gonna stay this good. Yes, because his his shooting, you don't But I don't know. He could slowly turn into a dirt player. I I just I don't I don't know. It's just a feeling I don't have He's that a seven confidence. footer that can shoot so good he can play for a long time if he takes care of his body. Not if he's fouling out every game. Well, yeah, he just he makes dumb mistakes all the time, but which that's that's another thing that kind of bothers me about him, dude. You're in year seven, like you should know better. You gotta start figuring this stuff out. I mean, yeah, I saw an undisputed the the last two days. I mean, the last two years, Cat has led the league in offensive fouls. Like, how? He just it's like in those playoff games. He just bulldozes over people. It's like, dude, you're not playing football. No. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, you said you're seven. You should have figured it out by now. Well, so let's let's shift over to another conversation. How about uh, Jimmy Butler not playing a game Him and five? Kyle Lowry not playing a game five? <laughs> that, is that is one of the most awesome things I've ever seen. And they won. It's a pretty savage move, but I think everyone saw Luka get hurt that last game of the season. They're like, we don't need anyone playing unnecessary games. I think he should have played. I think either him or Kyle Lowry should play. They both should not set out. Because the thing is, they have so much more to lose, honestly, than win to me. Because they don't play, and the Hawks win and take that advantage. Because it is it was in Miami. Yeah. They take that advantage. It's 2-3. That, that is, yeah. And Wait. even if they win another game and they go to game seven, that's the 8-1 matchup, and you're going to game seven? I think that's kind of – Showing that the Heat are very beatable to me. Yeah. Um, you should do everything you can to put them out in five. Yeah, nice gentleman's sweep. I, I agree with that 100%. It's it's one of those things, it's balls moves. It's stupid. In reality, it's just stupid. 
because you're inviting them to come back in the series. Uh-huh. And again, I saw the like Trey in the fourth quarter, like halfway through the fourth quarter, Trey was over five from three. And I think he's just had a terrible series. Trey, Trey Young played bad. It, it's it's very disappointing given what he did against the Knicks last year. I think the thing was is it's kind of like I love these playoffs so far because the refs, everybody's complaining. Oh, they foul like they in the NBA they call too many fouls. And these playoffs, they have let the kids play. <laughs> let the boys play. I mean, that's just like Jason Tatum has been up and KD all the whole series. That's why KD got exposed. Just like because that's KD's weakness is he's he's flimsy. Yeah, you get up into he's him. He's skinny. You get up into him, then he's just gonna he can't make those if they don't if they're not calling the fouls. And I think that's what they showed is that the Knicks they tried to play they tried to like face guard Trey Young, but they didn't really get up into him. They didn't. They were up in him, but they weren't like fouling him kind of. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler they were getting up into that man. Yeah, that's one thing I do love about Miami. Their defense is physical. Is amazing. Physical. They're a physical team. It is, and I love defense, and it's it's fun to watch. Watching them, they play a lot like Tech because they switch everything. Yes, because all their people, except Kyle Lowry, Bam can almost guard one through five. Yeah, Jimmy Butler can guard one through five. One through guard, one through five can guard one through five. Mm-hmm. The only thing is Kyle Lowry. He's an, but he's a good guard defender. Yeah, he can't guard the big field just because he's like six foot one. And I, I think Trey Young kind of got exposed. He did. Uh, just because if they they set a template like a blueprint that if you get up into him, same thing with KD, then you can shut him down, take him out of the series. Which is Trey Young. He's he's great talent, but he's tiny, he's small. Yeah, he's small. It's the same thing. I think I think he'll have. I love Trey Young, but I think he'll have a very similar. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it will be a better career, but very similar to Kimba Walker. I, I can agree with that. Where he played on Charlotte, and they made the playoffs all the time, but mm-hmm. they never really got a first round. I feel like short, very, very talented, and great shooting guards, I feel like they're – I don't think they can ever be a number one. No, they're very comparable to running quarterbacks in the NFL. Where, like, the first couple years before anyone figures them out, they're really good, and everyone's like every, – there's always a mm-hmm. ton of hype around them. And then after a couple years – Everyone figures them out. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, because there's only so much you can do. It's like, if, like, size in the NBA matters. Matters, yeah. You can't, you can't just keep shooting threes the whole time yeah. and get stuff down low. And it's just like a football. You can't throw the ball. You can't win. It's just a thing that I'm going to go ahead and say this is the first one to take. Okay. Lonzo will have a better career than Trey Young. At the end of the career, I think Lonzo will have more success. Because Lonzo's a six-seven guard, six-seven point guard, that is way better defense. He can rely on that almost his whole career. He's he works on his jump shot. He's increased every year in jump shooting. He can finish because he's huge. And then he is a ten times. And Trey Young's a good passer. He's a ten times better passer than Trey Young is. And, and the, just and it comes down to it, he's way bigger. Yeah, I. I can't really agree with that or disagree with that. I believe it or not, I don't have a lot of Lonzo Ball film oh, under my, under my belt. He's good. <laughs> he's the only, I the think only he's, thing I know about that is those. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I, I completely zoned out. Never mind. 
He's, I think he's pretty good, and I think he's found a good spot in Chicago. It's, it has a lot of media, but the media's not focused on him. I think him being in L.A. or New York, no. Just because he's had too much spotlight his whole life, and he cannot live up to it. It's one of those things. There are some people who do better if they can just sit back behind the scenes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's why people don't want to go to the Knicks. Because they know there's going to be way too much pressure. You're just going to be ripped the yeah. whole time. You do anything wrong, you're going to be ripped. It's like KD is getting ripped right now in Brooklyn. Good Lord, could you imagine if he played for the Knicks? Knicks? Knicks. Instead of the Nets? Like, oh, man. They would have ripped him a new one. <laughs> he would have been out of town. Like Ben Simmons thinks that the Philly fans are hard on him. Good Lord, could you imagine you did that in New York? Yeah. They would have kicked you out of town. <laughs> it's just tough. Those big markets, some people are not meant for them. What's your take on this Ben Simmons thing? Complete uh, waste? Complete waste of a trade? I've hated Ben Simmons my entire life. Or since, <laughs> since, since he played at LSU. No, because where I'm from, there's a lot of LSU people. One of my best friends goes to LSU. He always talks about LSU sports. And I remember he would always talk about Ben Simmons. Like, he loves everybody goes to LSU. But he would always talk about how he hates this guy, Ben Simmons. And I was like, who is Ben Simmons? You know, this is like five years ago. Yeah. I'm like, who is Ben Simmons? And I saw how high he got dropped like in the draft, and I'm like, what? How? <laughs> because the thing was, at LSU, they barely missed the March Madness tournament, mm-hmm. and they got invited to the NIT. And Ben Simmons says, I'm not playing in that. Because I'm too good? Yeah. And it's just, he's a person who came from Australia. He's Australian. And he just wanted to go straight to the league with it. U.S. was like, you got to go to college first. And he was like, huh? So he didn't want to be here. He's he's one of those people, he doesn't actually like the game of basketball. He's never going to put it in work. I uh, I remember when Brooklyn and Philadelphia made that trade. You know, it was really up. There was some debate about who won that trade. I thought Philly won. And now it's a no-doubter that Philly won. Because at the end of the day, all Brooklyn got was Seth Curry. Yeah. That's all they got. And Seth Curry's a player, but you compare him to James Harden. No. Yeah. Like, you basically just made that straight-up trade. And I thought everybody that said, oh, Ben Simmons come back for game four, whatever. It's going to be a difference maker. I was like, like you're idiots. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, well, this is going to be a gentleman's sweep. Like, they went one game. Like, because. And he hasn't played in a year. What's he going to do? He's not going to play more than 20 minutes. He's going to be gassed. He's one of those things where, like, they, like, they're like, oh, he's coming back for game four before game three. So they're like, okay, if we just win one, we're in it. It's like it's the same thing as the Zion thing. Yeah. Did did Zion play today? No, I don't, know. I don't think so. But him, Ben Simmons, and Zion, both in the same category as me. Hate can't stand both of them. They both do not like the game of basketball that much. They're not putting in the work. Zion's down there eating his gumbo, getting huge, <laughs> getting overweight. He was too big, gonna get hurt. He's He's already a bust for sure. My problem with Zion is like, yeah, he, he's like strong and he can like. That's not all that matters. Yeah. And the other thing, like he's big, but he's not even that tall. Yeah. He's like 6'6". Six, six. I think he might be listed 6'7". Like, yeah, like he weighs over 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's over 300 pounds, 6'6", six, six, or 6'7", six, whatever you want to say. And he can't shoot. He's the heaviest person in the league at 6'6". Six, six. You got Boban in there, who's 7'5". Boban's the second 
heaviest person behind Zion. How does Zion weigh more than him? He's almost a foot foot taller. Like, how does that work? The thing is, he can't shoot. And I see all the time, like, people that love Zion, they're like, the one season he played made the All-Star game, he shot like 68% from the field. The All-Star game. When you only take shots within the restricted area, you're going to shoot that. It's, yeah. It's like what some people don't know is you think of who has the greatest, like, field goal percentage ever. One of the people that's up there, you'd never guess, is DeAndre Jordan. Because all he ever did was dunk. Exactly. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. It's such it's such a that it's such a stat where you need some context. Mm-hmm. There's never any context. It's just you just throw that stat out there, and some people get surprised when they don't know what's going on. Yeah. You actually watch the games, and you're like, can he do anything else? He sits down there. Man, like, Zion's a great shooter, 68%. And then he <laughs> clogs up the lane for other people. Yeah. And you look, I don't know if you've seen, B.I.'s having a career <laughs> playoff. Because there's no one clogging up the lane. And, like, this whole season, B.I. played so good. Mm-hmm. No one's in the lane. And Jackson Hayes is looking pretty darn good, too. Because he's a big man. He can stress the floor a little bit. But he's mostly just down low. Zion's not there. And he's actually, like, 6'11", almost a 7-footer. It's one of those things. Like, the NBA today, you – you can't have a, a post that just stays inside. You gotta have a post that can stretch the lane, even if they aren't a shooter, someone who can be active outside of the lane. I think the thing is, is see, this is where I'll disagree on that statement, and I do not like people that say that. You can be a player that you can make it into the league without having a jump shot whatsoever. You just cannot be a star. You can be a role player. There are many role players that are good big big men that can't shoot. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. What I'm saying is is that you gotta you gotta be able to implement oh, it, that somehow where they aren't just sitting in the lane. Exactly. Oh that's what I was saying. Okay, yeah. Like people move around. I mean you look the Warriors were a dynasty with Zaza Pachulia playing center and then Andrew Bogut. I've never seen both those people shoot outside the uh, paint. <laughs> But they had so much movement in the offense that it worked. Yes. It's those, just, those Warrior games were so fun to watch. It's just mesmerizing. And you never would have thought. You looked at that, you're like, oh, I bet you all five people those can shoot like crazy. Yeah. No, there's that big white guy down low that he can't shoot a lick. <laughs> but it works because the coaching and everything comes together. The whole game plan is everybody's moving. The Pelicans, eh, it's just, it doesn't work. And I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know if Zion's gonna. They're gonna trade Zion or what? I don't know what they can do. It, I, like, where I does he go? Who I, wants him? No one. I don't. Again, and then the end. Do you have the confidence in New Orleans to even trade Zion, even if that is the best thing to do? No. Exactly. But their biggest thing, uh, they potentially might. But the only people that want him are people like New Orleans, just because they're such a small market and they just sell tickets. Orlando, Z- take it to Orlando. I was thinking of their OKC. Because <laughs> Zion sells tickets. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It was the same thing with Russ and OKC. Is he was so good in OKC because of the small market. And Mr. Triple Double, he sold tickets. He put fans in the seats. Yeah. And that's exactly what I think Zion needs to do. I would have I loved to watch OKC Russ. Like, you look. I think, I think that's a very comparable people is that Zion and Russ – I think they can both be really good on a terrible team, a small market terrible team by themselves. Like, I think if the 
Pelicans didn't have B.I. Maybe they still they couldn't have Jackson Hayes. If they didn't have B.I. or Jackson Hayes, Zion would be a star. Yeah. But it'd be on a sub-500 team easily. Exactly. One thing one thing where you, you talk about the selling tickets thing, it kind of, it made me think, you know, we talk about we talk about these sports teams that win all the time. But then, you, you know, sometimes we kind of forget. This is a business. They're you trying to make sell money. Tea. You have to sell tea. I, it's just... It's like some of those people in New Orleans, people know they're not okay. See, they're not. They know they're not going to win a championship, but they got to sell tickets. And the thing is, they got to sell tickets for however long, and then eventually have to try to win a championship. Yes, you have to. You have to build develop, a reputation, build a rep fan pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that guy I saw that was wearing that OKC sweatshirt the other day. Boy, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I don't know many OKC fans, especially after like, Russ left. The, that guy has to be from Oklahoma City. You got it. Yeah. And the thing is, is I think if you're going to build a fan base, you have to – I think OKC would actually have a serious fan base if Russ stayed in OKC and retired in OKC. Because the thing is, people love those people. Like Dirk helped them so much. That's a player that was like – he wasn't drafted there, but, you know, but he was there mm-hmm. in the beginning and stayed his entire career. That builds a fan base. Yeah. Like – Russ went through all that, went to the finals, went through all that drama, then averaged a triple-double. He, If he would have stayed there and retired in five more years and be a first ballot Hall of Famer like we knew he was going to be, mm-hmm. and we never would have thought of how bad he is now because he would have been had be pressure. Legend, he'd be the legend of Oklahoma City. Exactly. He'd be OKC's GOAT. Yes. But now people are still like, oh, it could still be, you know, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, even though they're like yeah. same organization, or they're like KD all day. Russ didn't even mention It's like – Rusted the most of the organization. Yes. But it's because of how he left and everything. Because he brought in stars. Just Rusmer. He brought in Paul George. He brought in Carmelo Anthony. I'd forget about that. Yeah. He brought in Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. And that was Melo from New York. Yeah. Like, that was a big deal. (laughs) Like, Melo's one of the biggest names in basketball. And Paul George, that was wrapped to him from the Pacers. He was a... I mean, he was just kind of known for LeBron. Was LeBron every year, <laughs> yeah, but. but everybody knew he was a good player. He just wasn't an all-time great like that. Mm-hmm. He brought in those two players. It's like he's he's did, he's doing the most he possibly can for this organization. He should have stayed there, retired, and I think that would have helped OKC tremendously. That OKC wouldn't be seen as much of a joke. Exactly, because they would have thought, man, they had. I mean, like people, some people actually want to get drafted there because. Think in two or five, two to five more years, if okay, if Russ would have stayed there, they'd have thought, man, the last ten years the Thunder had Kevin Durant in his prime, James Harden, Russell, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, yeah, and then potentially for us brought another player there, like, and they had Russell Westbrook, who's like the goat who averaged a triple double in the OKC, like, man, I want to play for that organization. It, I, it's one of those things I. It, I never really understood the decision, his decision, because he went to Washington, didn't he? Mm-hmm. What What was going to be achieved? What was going to be achieved there? I think he just got in arguments with the. That I see. That was that was the only possibility I could see. The only realistic possibility with management, and then I think they traded. In the I think they signed him to big too big of a deal, and that's why they want to get out from under that. Because I don't know what they were really thinking. OKC was like. Because the decision they made was like a championship decision. They're not going to make any championships. No. So 
because they traded him because he had a big contract and they couldn't get out from under it. Wait, did they trade him to there first? They traded him to Houston. I can't even remember. Oh, they traded him to Houston. Houston. It was Houston. I forgot Houston. about Houston. Houston. <laughs> He's all there for you. Yeah. Because oh yeah. Because that's whenever Houston went completely small. Yeah. No post. Because at first it was Chris Paul and James Harden, and then Chris Paul and James Harden got an argument. And Chris Paul about to get beat up. Yeah, and then Chris Paul got kicked out, and they put in Russ, and they're like, Russ is averaging a triple-double. Like, Russ is a way better player than Chris Paul. No. <laughs> and yeah, you that can didn't see work. that right now. Yeah, like one's in the playoffs. The number one Carrying seed. his team. Yes. <laughs> like his co-stars out carrying the squad at 38 years old. The other one's 31, you know, getting ridiculed. Like, yeah, I don't know what, what they were thinking. All right, well, uh, we're going to touch one more game, and you know which game we're going to pick. The Dallas Mavericks. Gosh, this is the worst part. <laughs> A complete domination of the Jazz in game five well, in just, Dallas. It's just the Jazz are a joke. They are? I don't think it's anything about the Mavs. I think it's all about the Jazz. Really? That's my take. That, that's your that's your biased take that you just want to rile me up. No, my take is I think honestly, whatever solid team they put out there is a so over five hundred team. Do you think so? You think that the Pelicans could come out here and beat the Jazz in playoffs? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not joking. I would honestly, I would love to see that series. I think, like, I think that series goes seven. <laughs> well, this this Mavericks series may end up going seven. I honestly don't feel like it. I feel like we've we got Luca back. We've got Luca back in rhythm, which that was not. I you didn't watch that that game four, but Luca had thirty is the quietest thirty I've ever seen in my life, and it was he had like three or four assists. He just wasn't rhythm. He couldn't get anything going. And down the stretch, he just shot some terrible baskets where no one else even touched the ball. But game, you watch game five, it's, it's one of the most fluid offenses we've had all year. I've been watching him like every Mavericks game this year. It looked just as good as it has all year. Well, I'm going to leave Luca alone today. I can <laughs> go on about him. I'll – Save some more takes for him later down the road. Okay. I'll focus more on the Jazz. You can focus more on the Mavs. Well, okay. I think the Jazz are just terribly run. Fuck. They should have fired Quinn Snyder last year. That's, He's been there forever. I was I was talking to Jack the other day when we were watching Game Four, and I'm like, if the Jazz lose the series, you, you have to fire him. But I'm being serious. I would bet money they do not fire Quinn Snyder. And if they don't, then. That, that's that's like just their you're organization. Just, you're just signing up to do the same thing every year. I think. How many times do you have to lose in the first round but to the, figure this out? The big problem is, even if you fire Quinn Snyder, I don't really think Quinn Snyder's that big a problem. I think he's a decent coach. But it's just Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert they do not work. work together. Like, it's it is, they don't work together, and they don't even like each other. It's, it's a way – I think it's just because it's in Utah versus Philadelphia. I think it's a very similar situation, but they're both not as good. But it's a very similar situation as what Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were. Yes. Like, they both did not like each other. No. But they both played, you know, tried to make it work. Yeah. And they made it pretty far multiple times. My question for you is if you're you, you are, if you're in the Utah Jazz front office, 
it, you're like you you uh, recognize this problem and you have to make a decision who would you get rid of that's a very tough tough question because I don't know how old Rudy is Donovan's still pretty young but honestly Donovan's been terrible again every, I told you said every I feel like I don't see him make a shot in these games Donovan's very similar to me as a D'Angelo Russell like D'Lo was made the all-star team was really good on Brooklyn when he played by himself as a terrible team Mm -hmm. Donovan if you took Rudy out and it was just his team no one else he would be he could potentially be an MVP candidate but but he wouldn't be on a team that could win if if you want to win with Donovan Mitchell he's still young so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt but I think he's got to be the third best player on the team third third best I mean, to be honest, he, he never gets talked about. But if I was a GM right now, I'd take De'Aaron Fox over Donovan Mitchell. So is is that your answer? Would you get rid of Donovan Mitchell instead of Rudy Gobert? I think most majority of people, I feel like the normal answer would be to get rid of Rudy. But I think. It, but that's just – and I under, that argument is Donovan Mitchell's just flat out the bigger name mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously way more of an offensive presence. But, uh, yeah, I feel like the obvious answer people would say, Rudy. I would keep Rudy, get rid of Donovan, for the simple fact that I think you could get more for Donovan than you could Rudy. You could. But then that's – you also have to make other moves and get someone else in there because, obviously, you aren't going to win – you aren't going to win with Rudy Gobert as your number one. Oh, yeah, you're going to be – you're going to you're gonna win 30 games. <laughs> and I think, honestly – this goes back to your guy. I think the best two people that can play together. Is I think Luca and Rudy can play really good together. I, I yes, that'd be that would be great. Because Rudy, non-offensive presence, Luca gets people involved. Luca gets people involved, and he can do his own stuff. Yes, he just he could use Rudy as just a screener and roll the basket, and then Luca can handle everything else. Like, and then Luca's such a, you know, he's getting better, but he's a liability on the defensive end. And Don's yes. a pretty good defender, so it's not really that helpful to have those both people like that. Because Luca can be a liability, let his player go past, and then there's Rudy there, which scares half people in the world. <laughs> like, it, like look, my my heart, like the other thing about Luca and Rudy on the offensive end, look at look at what Luca Doncic has been able to turn Dwight Powell into. Exactly. The the three games that the Mavericks played without Luca, Powell had six points in the first five minutes of Game Four that Luca was back in. Powell already had that many. And I'll say the only bad thing about Quinn Snyder, whoever's coming up with it, I just think Rudy's way better than how he plays. I think Rudy could actually probably average twenty. He could he could easily average twenty against especially against this Mavericks team. It's that just have there's no behind. there's no movement with him. There's no plays drawn up for him. It's just him down there. It's like if it gets to you, it gets to you, and in, score if you can. In all honesty, I think I I think that may also have to do with. They're Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert's terrible chemistry. It's like, I feel bad for Rudy sometimes. I say again, he's probably the worst all-star every year. <laughs> he's the worst perennial all-star, but he could average 20. I think he's better than that. Because I, I really don't think Rudy has very much confidence in himself. When he gets the ball down low, he's like, where's someone else? <laughs> he's getting yeah, he, hot, he, hot he, potato. Yeah, he doesn't ever think, man, I'm seven foot one. I'm going to go up strong and dunk on somebody. Yes. Because, again, if – 
you, you say everything that I, I think. I get so nervous when Rudy Gobert kind of starts getting going against the Mavericks. I'm more, I, would, I would be more scared in the playoffs of Rudy than I would Don Mitchell. Yes. And then, like, go back to what I said earlier. Could you imagine if Rudy Gobert played instead of Andrew Bogut or Zaza? Yeah. Like, if he, if he could – because having that movement, you don't have to have anything, you know, physical or really mental. Mm-hmm. It's just learn how to move like they did with the Warriors offense. If you could do that and then you're 7'1 and the best big man defender in the league, he just needs to – I wish he could just go, like, during the summer and play with that offense <laughs> for just a couple of weeks and you'll learn that and come back. Like, I think – Quinn Snyder needs to be copying what Steve Kerr's doing. Yes. Because they still have so many shooters like Bogdanovich and everything. They have good shooters. Donovan can shoot. Mm-hmm. So they just need uh, to have that. Not this series. He's well, playing. He's playing yeah, play. yeah. They but just need to have that movement with Rudy. I understand that. You, you mentioned Bogdanovich. He has been the best jazz player this season. That's a good sign. I thought that was a great he, sign. He is, without a doubt, the best player on this jazz team because he he's your biggest asset on the offensive end, and golly, that guy plays hard on defense. When I think of Bogdanovich, I think the person I think of is he is the dream teammate for LeBron <laughs> because he can shoot like crazy, and he he'll he'll play defense. Yes, we were watching Game Four, and Bogdanovich was picking up Luca full court the whole game. And Lane was talking to me. He's like, "How long is he gonna be able to keep this up? Can't do this all the time." And he did, and by God, he did the whole game. I mean, I'll be honest. I would love, and I don't really know. Some people, it's just such a big gap of how people assess these people. I'm about to say, I would love if the Lakers traded Russ for, you know, if you if you traded out Russ for Bogdanovich, you'd win. That's I that's think the, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers would just dominate. Yes, which is much. I like Westbrook. He's a good effort player, but by he's played awful. You put. Go back to the thing. I just want to touch on LeBron for a second. Go back to the thing. Get rid of Russ. No one else needs to play point guard. When the Lakers won the bubble, LeBron was the point guard. LeBron's always been the point guard. Stop this thing to where he's playing the actual. He's actually listed as a small forward, you know. But he needs to dribble the ball off the court. Yes. He's the best. He's like a top three passer ever. He, he's, he's, he's made a career out of doing that. Exactly. Dribble the ball up the court. And instead of Russ, two people that – both are not even all-stars. Just get out of Russ's contract. I mean, this is my dream lineup. I feel like it could be possible, but they have to actually put the work in and try to get this lineup. Is And I I would bet so much money on this lineup, I would have so much faith. You trade 80 for Cat, just straight up, them. And then you trade Russ and I don't really know who else they would trade. And trade THT because he's only able to play it's on a decent contract they can trade. Trade Russ and THT, and you could get Buddy Hield and Bogdanovich. So your starting lineup would be LeBron, Buddy Hield, Bogdanovich. Have Cat the center. You could fill in anybody at the fourth position. Like, cause you have LeBron dribbling the ball up with sh- three great shooters, and that four person could be you know a down low banging guy that gets that's gonna get some boards. Mm-hmm. And LeBron. He'll have such an open lane every time. LeBron can average 25 rolling out of bed. He can average 30. He can average easily 30 because 
They're going to have three sharpshooters that they're not going to want to leave their man. LeBron will have such an easy lane, it'll be a layup line. I, one thing I – do you think that this this horrible season that Russell Wilson has had – Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Wilson. He's going to have a great season this year. No, he's not. <laughs> this horrible season Russell Westbrook's had, do you think that has drastically decreased his trade stock? Yes and no. Because they know – that see it's so tough because small organizations probably still want him because they'll he'll sell tickets. Do you think? Do you think that Utah would even want him? I don't think I, that trade would never happen. No. No. Yeah. Bog, especially since Bogdanovich is your best player right now. I mean, undisputed. I can't even think who would want him. Honestly, I would say somebody like Indiana. But what do you get from that? You get Sabonis who can shoot. I love Sabonis. I don't know who – or they could get two role players from Indiana, but I don't even know who they have. Because Old Depot's not there anymore. They just have Sabonis, and that's it, I think. You need good players. But if you could trade Russ for Indiana's best two shooters on their team, I would do that instantly. Sabonis is probably the best shooter, but the next two. In, uh, it's one, we, we were talking about this, and you remind me – it's just like you said, when Russell left Oklahoma City, now he's just a, a vagabond, just going all over the place. He has no home. He's been on four teams. And, like, no, and no one wants him. Four teams in four years. Yes. He was in OKC. He went to Houston. He went to Washington. Now he's in LA. Yeah. Which he's probably. I, I feel like as things stand now, he's probably gonna end up staying in LA. But because the, the other thing about this contract. contract, I was about to say that. That's the biggest thing. Why people want the only person you could, you could trade him straight up for is John Wall. It's <laughs> like I, I probably wouldn't do that <laughs> just because John Wall hasn't played a game. Like, oh, after this season, it'll be three years since he played a game. It's like, yeah, he was good. If I could have him four years ago, I would have him or us, but hmm, I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see in the near future. So, anyway, back to the Mavericks. Mavericks gonna win game six. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. They're going to blow them out in Utah. I think by like 50, probably something like that. I'll say, I would, uh, yeah, I was betting I'd say the Mavs will win game six. Yes. And then Quinn Snyder will still probably be the coach. <laughs> and it's just going to be a repeat next season for Utah. Something's got to be done. Same thing's going to happen every year. It never does. It's like something's got to change. they got to learn their lesson. They never will. But, again, I think it's a small market. And they're selling tons of tickets because they're making the playoffs, having a good regular season every year. It's one of those things you never know. If, you don't know how the management stands because they could be just saying, "Well, we're doing good enough," you know, for we're a small market. We're being good, year. yeah. But like, it's so disappointing from a fan's point of view of that team. Oh, I think it's bad for the sport, but it's good for the business, but it's bad for the sport. Yes. So uh, we're gonna go over a couple of these uh, games that we have the next day. I personally think there's going to be two series that finish tomorrow. Uh, the Bulls and Bucks play at 6.30 in uh, in Milwaukee, and the Nuggets and Warriors play at 9 in Golden State. Do you agree with what I said? Pretty sure two series are going to end tomorrow. Wait, what's the Bulls and Milwaukee? What do you mean? Wait, what would you, you say that series? What's the record? It's 3-1. And it's in Milwaukee. 
That's my take. Is I'm gonna say the Bulls win tomorrow night. That's your that's your hot take. Well, you at least pick the Bulls to cover. The line's minus twelve. Yes. You take Bulls to cover. I, I'd give me some of that. I think minus Bulls, twelve. That's a lot. I think Bulls win. <laughs> I think Zach Levine shows up to play. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. I feel like Bulls are. The I think run. Milwaukee has the best player in the league right now, but I still think that's another topic. It, it, so. It's God. You don't hear anything about Giannis. <sighs> But do you agree with the Nuggets Warriors? No, that's over. over. That's over. Put it in the bank. (laughs) It's, yeah. Nuggets is very disappointing. Nuggets, I'm going to talk about that. We'll talk about it another time. I go on. Well, there's not going to be another time to talk about it. They're going to be out. Well, they're just, they're disappointing. That's, that's about all I can say. Jokic, Jokic did not. uh, Jokic is, is, the most overrated MVP candidate I've seen in a long time. And if he wins back-to-back, that's the most overrated thing I've seen in a long time. And is is just the most disappointing display. I'd like to point out, just because my phone's blown up, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. I was, I, was, I was looking at that. Yeah, yeah like, it's just disappointing. He played terribly in this series. But, you know, the, the Warriors also played great. You know, it's 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 not just one or the other. Warriors play great basketball. They look good. Uh, who would they play the next round? They'll play the Timberwolves or so they'll play the Grizzlies in the next round. <laughs> okay, uh, whatever. We'll get to that. But which either either one of those teams, I have much faith in Golden State to beat those teams. So like I can you know oh, I, I think I think Golden State will go to the championship. Easily, just because champ like the champ like the finals or yes, the... yes. No, I think I think they'll go to the finals because because see, because because the Suns D books out. That that's the other thing is the the way things stand now and the way that I feel it probably work out is second round of the West. You're gonna have you're gonna have the Grizzlies playing the the Grizzlies playing the Warriors. You're gonna have the Mavericks playing the Suns, and then I have the Golden State beating them. And I feel like Golden State can beat the Mavericks or the Suns in the conference championship. Mavericks yeah. never even been there before. Nobody, nobody on the Mavericks team has won a playoff series. My hot take again is we can end it after this. My hot take is I think you're gonna love it. The Mavs will make the conference finals. Really? I think the Mavs can beat the Suns. It depend. It depends on how D Book is. I feel like he's gonna come back. Oh, if he's there, y'all done. Well, I'm but like, if he's not there, y'all. Well, how, how long is he out? It's like supposed to be three weeks? weeks. Two or three weeks. I don't know series last one. I don't know. Mavericks can't beat the Suns. Never have been. They got to take advantage of those first two games to Phoenix. That deep look might not be there. Yeah. They at least got to win one of if them. If they go down 0-2, it's done. I, I think they'll get swept. <laughs> so, uh, Suns beat Pelicans. Who would have thought? Um, Thursday, you got the Raptors 76ers. That's going like a actually pretty good series. More more fun series than I thought it'd be. Uh, I'm a, Philly, I'm a big up Pascal fan. But. Philly's up three uh, two. Game six is in Toronto. Who you got? Game six in Toronto. Just three two. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go Philly. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Toronto. I'm gonna say it goes game seven. I'm gonna go Philly. I I. I think Philly wins game seven. I know this is this is probably based on nothing, but. I feel like I feel like James Harden's gonna play really good on Thursday. 
I just have a good feeling about it. He hasn't been great throughout this series, but I feel like he's going to show up. He's going to close out the series on Thursday. Uh, Sons of Pelicans on Thursday. I feel like the Suns are put, going to put him to dead. To dead. To bed. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Jazz and Mavericks on Thursday. I think we both agree that we think the Mavericks are going to take that. There we go. So, uh, that's going to be it. I got one more thing. I just want to shout out the Dallas Stars. Uh, they've all but clinched a playoff spot. Yeah. All they have to do is get one point, or Vegas has to lose one game, and they're in. Uh, but there's only two games left, so both of those are highly likely. Anything Anything you want to plug? Nope, nothing for right now. You're not on your Twitter? No. Nah. We'll leave that for another time. <laughs> all right, that's going to be all. A lot of flaming takes today. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of sitting. Oh, yeah.